Hey, and welcome to the Humanity Church Podcast. So excited that you're here. We hope that you enjoy this week's talk and it really connects to your life in a meaningful way. If you're live in the Pomona area, we would love to have you at one of our gatherings at 10 a.m. or at one of our humanity groups that meet all throughout the week all over the city. If you want more information about our community, you can go to www.humanitychurch.com or download our app on your phone on Apple or Android. If you like what you're hearing here and want to continue to support the ongoing work at Humanity, you can text the word Humanity Church, one word, to 77977 and give back financially in just about 10 seconds. Hey, and here's this week's talk that was given live at our Sunday gathering at Humanity Church. This is a great song. <laughs> hey, Humanity Church, Juan Garcia here, one of the elders. Um, that was a great talk. Um, yeah, man. So, yeah, that was a great, that was awesome. Wow. Um, interestingly enough, uh, I was scheduled to speak, but not on the same weekend as Leslie. Um, and then things happened, and, uh, and we got scheduled on the same day. And what's so interesting to me is that we have a really similar talk it's really awesome. Uh, I, I really think that maybe there's an opportunity here that we need to press into something. That's the message I'm taking away. So, um, and I know that we've all, I'm just gonna, I know I have found myself so often in a place, either some personal or relational breakdown. And we ask ourselves, how did, really, how did I get, like, right here? How did I get, like, right here? And I want to let you into an insight that I, I had a tough relationship with my father. And looking back, it was probably 99.9% my doing. And I'm not... I'm really being descriptive about that because as the years go by, I think about that often and, and I'm realizing, wow, I, I, every year, every day that I think about it, I think, wow, I played 50% of that. Some months and years go by, maybe it was like 60% and maybe it was 67%. I had a like awful complaint of my dad that I did not have an absent father, he just was never home. I don't know how many of you can relate with that. And because my dad was always at work, always at work. And holidays, he would be home, and the expectation is that he would be home, but he would get a call, and then he would go to work. And this, I'm telling you, this went on for years and years and years. And me growing up, I got like bugged, angry, pissed, resentful. You know how it goes, right? And, and I, I just, I remember one day I was 13 years old, 12, 13 in that range, and somebody organized like an outdoor neighborhood picnic church uh, that we were going to. Um, actually, my mom was forcing me to go to Sunday school too. She didn't force me to go to church, but I had to go to Sunday school. Um, and they organized some event, and 
by honestly some miracle, my dad went to this thing. And it was amazing. And I thought, well, first, here's how it was. It was like, huh, that's a trip. Because I'm, at this point, I'm beyond the pissed portion. I'm like resentful. Well, that's a trip. Well, then they organized a softball game. And like my dad could play softball. I didn't know this. I didn't know that my dad could play baseball. And he was actually really, really good. I remember him hitting doubles and trip, like all, every at bat, he got on base. And I remember him like playing midfield, softball, and he could catch and he could throw. And I got angry because I thought, where have you been? Like, there, here's something I could actually be proud of. And you withhold it from me? Again, I don't know whose doing was that. Was it his? Was it mine? And then I get married. And I had some hesitations about being a father. We won't get into that. Um, we get married. I get married. And one day, now I have a young son who is awesome. And, he, and one day, I'm working all the overtime I can at this point. And honestly, at this point, I'm like trying. I know that my relationship with my father has to be repaired because he is actually a really good guy. And I'm angry at him, and it has to get repaired. But you know what? It doesn't have to get repaired today. Maybe I'll wait another 10 years. That, right? Who has the energy? Married, figuring it out. I could wait another 10 years. And I did. Um, let me, let me, I waited at least another seven years. And, and I kind of was asking God for a miracle, like, hey, you, maitre d' of the sky, fix this. And, and I remember one day, I'm working all the overtime I can. I'm actually making more money in overtime than I'm making in my regular pay. Because at this point, we have a kid, wife's not working, and it's just that you have to. I had to. I had to. And I remember one day, like, looking at my paycheck and recognizing this is why my father worked all the time, because he had to. And that was God's gift to me. Like, God, I, I remember God, like, telling me, dude, this is your thing to deal with. And because I am so good, I'm going to intervene and I'm going to give you this thought. I'm going to give you, I really felt that, like God said to me, bro, get off of it. This is you. And because I'm good, here I am. And I'm telling you, my dad didn't change. He was actually still the sweetest man you'll ever meet. I changed. Like that perspective that God gave me changed everything. And I'm telling you, it required that intervention for me to shift. Left to my own, I would have done this another decade. Maybe had regret at his funeral. But you know what? God is so good that he did not allow that to happen. 
that's awesome. And it wasn't my doing. And I'm taking you also back to Moses. <laughs> Exodus 32. I wanted to read the whole thing, but that's 12 minutes, so I'm not going to do that. Um, I, I want you guys to reflect on it, chew on it, on your own time. But the story goes, Moses goes up to the mountain to intercede on behalf of the people to commune with God. People, the Israelites, are afraid to to deal with this God directly. So up goes Moses, and he spends about 40 days up there with God, talking, going through it. Well, down below the base of the mountain, the people are getting really anxious because their leader is gone, and they go to the next guy in command, Aaron, and they said, dude, Aaron, look, this Moses guy, he's gone, right? I don't know what happened to him, but you know what we need you to do? We need you to make us other gods, right? You need to bring other things into this mix so that we can worship those things, like career, status, resentment, bitterness. Those would be really good gods to take the place of what's whole and big and missing in our life. And Aaron, being the strong leader that he says, he goes, okay, here's what we're going to do to honor God. I want everybody to, all the jewelry that you have, all the jewelry, take it off, give it to me. I'm going to melt it down, and I'm going to, I've got, I'm, I'm an artist, so I'm going to, I've got this tool, and I'm going to make us an idol. Cool, and he makes the golden calf. You guys have heard of the golden calf? And they start to worship it. News gets back up to God, and he's talking to Moses, and they're having deep conversations, and uh, they're so deep that, Moses is getting filled, his body's actually getting filled with light, and he's glowing. What a trip. That'd be cool. You ever had a conversation that sparks you, lights you up? Well, this really happened. He was iridescent. It was awesome. Um, so he's having this conversation with, with God, and God says, pause. Those people down there, I'm about to let them have what they deserve, right? I'm about to take my hand of protection off of them, and I'm about to show them that Dying by drowning is a good choice because they have made themselves an idol of all these things. It looks like a golden calf, but I'm about to take them out. I'm about to let them live in their consequences. I'm about to let them live in another decade of resentment with his father. That's what I'm about to do. I'm about to let him know that if he continues with this resentment, bitterness, anger towards his father, his father's going to die, and that will never be resolved. I'm about to do that. And Moses, a little bit like Jesus, steps in and says, Woo, time out. God, remember, you promised them all kinds of stuff. Remember, you promised them. If they choose life, they get all this stuff in abundance and the land and riches and all that. And he's all, oh, God, relents a little. He goes, you go take care of them. You go deal with them. Moses, all right, I'll go deal with them. And Moses comes down, and he sees what's happening. And now Moses is angry. He's all, oh, my gosh. He, they're lucky I'm not God because I would have taken them out. But I told God I was going to go talk on their behalf, so here I go. I'm going to go talk to them. And you know what, Aaron? Mm, I'm about to put two tons of fist into this dude's face, man, because this is not, what the heck? I leave him in charge 40 days? 40 days! For, we've been in this freaking desert for 40 years, and I can't trust him for 40 days? 
All right. And I don't know about you. You ever make excuses, but they're true? Like they're really true? Like you really believe it? That's what I mean by true. Like you really, you know. This was, look, this is not my fault. If my brother hadn't, if my mother hadn't, if my father hadn't, if my wife hadn't, if my kids hadn't, they, they made me do it. And this is what Aaron says. And Aaron said, look, let not your anger, let not the anger of my Lord burn hot. You know the people. Come on, bro. 40 years. You know the people that they are set on evil. Ooh, they're bad. For they said to me, make us gods who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, paradise, we do not know what has become of him. So I said to them, let any who have gold take it off. So they gave it to me, and I threw it into the fire, and out came a golden calf. Look, man, I just threw it in the fire, and out came the golden calf. What am I supposed to do with that? You remember just a minute ago, he was fashioning. He, he, was, he actually had a tool set of how to make idols. Probably retired it because, you know, I should follow Yahweh, the God, Lord Almighty. But he actually crafted the calf. He actually made the calf. He actually shined the calf. <laughs> he made it. But in that moment, maybe he believed. I just threw the gold in the calf. Out came the calf. That's the situation I found myself in my relationship with my father. Never mind that there had been 10 years of me resenting him and not allowing him into my life and not talking to him. I mean, not, there wasn't non-communicado, right? And never mind that all, that he was actually doing the absolute best that he could do because what he was taught is you work hard for your family, that's how you show love. Like he was doing good and I didn't see it. And I created the riff because the minute my heart changed, I saw the soft lines on my father's face. So I have a couple of questions that I want you guys to consider. One is, in a moment, I want you to consider where you find yourself in a personal or relational mess. And I want you to discuss it. And it doesn't have to be a big mess. The smaller the mess, the better. You want to know why? Because it's easier to clean up. But if you want to talk about the big messes, please, I want to encourage that also. That's question number one. Question number two is, will you humbly submit yourself, uh, humbly submit yourself to God in these situations or be clear that you are not going to? And here's how it goes. The rest of the story here is Moses and God throw out a decision to the people and they tell, they tell the people, look, if you align yourself with God and his will, over here. If you don't, cool, over there. And the ones that went over there and that chose not to align themselves with God's goodness, some of them died. 
A lot of them died. It was bad. And it wasn't that God made it happen. It's God just said, look, if you are not willing to align yourself with what is good, bad things happen. Just like in my situation, I thank God that he gave me the gift and that he redirected me because I would have been to this day in a broken relationship with my father. And now he does holy, loving, inappropriate things all the time and I get to laugh about it. Like he literally farts in my general direction and laughs. And that's the perfect dad thing to do. And I would have missed all that. <laughs> and I don't want to miss it. Um, so I want to leave you with those two questions, guys. And look, really, with the if you don't choose to align yourself with God, I want you to talk about what's getting in the way. No judgment. No judgment. Just like what's getting in the way. Discuss it amongst yourselves. And the bigger thing is, again, I want to encourage you, if there is something that is getting in the way, show up to a community group and be open enough to say what it is that's getting in the way. Thanks, guys. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Humanity Church Podcast. We hope that this was a meaningful experience and we look forward to connecting again next week for another conversation around what it looks like to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope. Again, for more information about Humanity Church, you can visit us online at humanitychurch.com. And if you want to support the ongoing work here at Humanity Church, including this podcast, you can give online in about 10 seconds by texting the word Humanity Church, one word, to 77977. Thanks and have an amazing week.